Welcome everyone to the JA Show. Now, I'm so excited today. I'm so, so excited because we have a very, very special guest. Now, he's Matthew Rogan. He's CEO of Levo. He's a change management practitioner with over 25 years experience in government, commercial enterprise, non-for-profit, and also as a consultant. You know, he's managed so many programs, projects, and they range from transitional arrangements all the way through to implementation of large-scale ERP business transformational programs. You know, he specializes in strategy, planning development, and also benefits mapping to realization. You know, a lot to do with, as you can see, a lot of business and strategy, business process re-engineering, and business strategic alignment. So when it comes to business strategy, you know, process improvement, he is honestly the person to call. He's got strong business and commercial acumen to really, really understand, you know, your end-to-end business process, you know, improvements. And it's not only in terms of the business, but also the people and technology. And, you know, he's got such, I've talked about his business background, but I have to say, you know, knowing him also as a person, he is a truly, truly incredible person. He's so humble. He's so funny. He's got a great personality and he really knows how to relate to people. Really, truly. And he's a great listener. And that's something about leaders as well. They know how to listen. I'm so, so happy to announce our guest, Matthew Rogan. He's truly an incredible person. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you so much, Lord. That was, I'm, I'm blown away by that introduction. That was, that was so wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I didn't realise I did so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually wanted to keep going, Matthew, but I thought, <laughs> but honestly, you, I have to say, you are such a beautiful person, you know, in business strategy, but as a person, I really admire you so much. And you can sense that, you know, I see your energy you know, through the work that you do, through what you share online, and also the results that you bring to your business, all the businesses that you work with. So I just want to say congratulations as well. And, you know, we can hear it from your voice. You are truly an incredible person. Thank you. Thank you so much. That That is such a beautiful thing to say. And and look, it's been an absolute privilege and honour knowing you over the, oh, the, the past 12 plus months just engaging originally on LinkedIn and and, and connecting and, and talking and, and reaching out, understanding, you know, each of our uh, positions and, and where we've come from, our, our history and, and where we've led to. And and I, I just want to say to, to all the listeners out there, uh, Laura is just a completely amazing woman and absolutely breaking down the fourth wall knocking out um, home runs left, right and centre, travelling the world. Just, uh, I, I'm, I'm completely jealous with, with all of the work that you're doing. I just, I wish I was doing what you were doing right now. You're doing absolute amazing work. I'm completely inspired and motivated by you on a daily basis. So thank you very much for, for inviting me along to this fantastic podcast that you've developed. It's absolutely um, amazing to see your success. It's, it's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm blown away by everything that you've said. And I think, you know, I'm going to start with a book that's also inspired us. And I remember, you know, in one of our last conversations, I asked whether you've read the book Think and Grow Rich. And you said, yes. And so please tell us more about that. And, you know, honestly, that book changed my life. And I've been able to have so many breakthroughs. One, because when you truly know your desire, 
when you also use your imagination and you just make things happen. And not only that, you surround yourself with the right people. But I really want to hear from you about the book, how it inspired you. It's it's such a, a truly incredible book insofar as I, I remember reading early on in the book the the fact that as adults we lose that that whole piece around that childlike thinking, that, that childlike mindset where children just love to explore, love to, to understand what's going on around them, uh, love to have fun in what they do, um, and they use their imagination. They could create a castle out of a couple of bedsheets and they're, you know, they're, they're doing some wonderful things and they're, they're completely enjoying their time and they build on that from there uh, and, and that was the, the thing that, that sort of resonated with me early on in that book is that using your imagination, having that, that mindset to be able to drive towards creating a, a better place, not necessarily using lots of money or, or lots of time, effort. It's, it's all about understanding what is possible. And anything is truly possible if you have that right mindset in place. So I think that was the one true key point that resonated with me early on in that book is, is imagination. Imagination to, to be able to understand that if, if you've got a, a particular situation or a scenario that, that you're trying to resolve, don't get too stuck in the mundane or, or stuck in the in-the-box thinking. Just switch that off explore be childlike in in your your use of your imagination and 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 just and know that there is so much out there and you can grow rich not only you know, from a financial perspective which is always nice but you yes. can also grow very rich as an individual or as a human being being enriched by those that that can influence you to continue to grow your your imagination um, uh, other elements within society that can help you and, and inspire you to yes. go on and create. And there, there's so much out there in the world that we, we tend to get a little bit stuck in terms of what we're yes. looking for and what we're doing that we, we don't take the blinkers away. Like the race, yes. take those blinkers away and look at the whole track. Look at what you're racing around. Don't just look at straight ahead. Look at everything else and, and, and take the opportunity to smell the roses, as the saying goes. It's it's just that ability to, to see everything, the environment, the people, the energy that you can uh, absorb from that to then be able to, to go on and, and, and follow your dream, follow, follow that desire that you have to make a difference. Yes, just with everything you've said, you honestly can change someone's life with that. And, you know, I've had also customers say exactly the same thing, you know, to me or some clients as well saying, Laura, you know, I, I'm i a CEO and, you know, I'm running my business. I've got these great ideas, but sometimes they do get stuck. And, you know, I always go back to sometimes, as you mentioned as well, sometimes you can think about the problem. You can just, you know, but one of the most powerful things is using your imagination, mm. you know, truly using imagination. You're taking yourself away. As I said, you know, we talked about that before, like taking yourself away from that situation and just looking back, yeah. you know, and also using your imagination in such a powerful way. And even you've seen through businesses as well, who've made massive results, you know, they use imagination and they also did, you know, what people thought was impossible, but they made it possible. Absolutely. Because they believed in it as well and they had the right mindset. 
Exactly. And it's it's that abstract thinking also that contained with imagination, it, it can take you, it can lift you off. It, it can take you away from the current constraints that you feel as though that you have at the moment to then really lift off and be in the stratosphere and beyond with your thinking and the solutions that you can come up with. You don't have to think about um, you know what my organisational structure is and and who has to sign off or approve a, a particular thing. If you truly want truly want to innovate and you want to be um, different and, and 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 be able to drive true change, you need that that completely different. Um, mindset, which, yeah, it, it, we could talk about this all day, of course. Yes, we could. <laughs> and so on, on that, you know, how did you come up with the idea to start your business? Because that where, you know, that's where it starts in terms of success, having a great idea. How did you come up with the idea? Yeah, and, and that's a it's a great point. It's, it's that um, for me, it was the thinking, seeing and feeling the pains that everybody else was was having in in the space of of being able to deliver innovative solutions. I'm I'm very much a, a person who advocates innovative thinking, um, being inspired to to chase things that are that are different, that are out of the box. You, you see it in films um, yes. a, a lot of the time, where you, you see these great technology pieces um that that will be uh, built in in films but then all of a sudden people get inspired by that by that creativity and they, and they go well let's let's actually make that practical let's let's make that happen so for me it was about the the thinking the seeing the feeling the the pain Your senses. That people, yeah mm-hmm. that people were really um feeling in terms of the pains uh, within the space of transforming their business. Because transformation for me as well, another key point, is not only just the the, um, the machinations and the mechanics of going through the delivery motions, it's very important to ensure that you've got the hearts and minds of those that you're trying to adapt and, and adopt to a transformational way of delivering your business. That's so, it's so about true. Touching, mm. yeah, touching on to, to the, your end users, which could be within your company, um, getting your uh, shareholders on board and uh, ensuring that you've got the right fit for your customers. Having everybody and having that, that human-centred uh, impact and, and understanding can truly drive the right solutions as opposed to just thinking we need to implement a new process or a new um, procedure. It's all about yes. understanding how your solution will impact those that are effectively going to be taking up your, your new solution at the end of the day. And I love how you said human-centred. That's so important, even though we're in the world of, you know, so much technology around us, but also keeping in mind that we need to be human-centred, you know, customer-focused as well. Yeah, it's it, it's the one thing that, that I, I truly uh, enjoy is technology is becoming uh, such a, a wonderful tool at our disposal and it's it's providing great efficiencies. It's providing great solutions for for those that that may be suffering for for whatever reason. Um, there is some great technology out there at the moment, and it will never take away the the human element. Humans mm-hmm. still need to inspire. 
still need to be motivated, still need to innovate and be creative. And it's those skill sets that are paramount for us to be able to develop what is the future, what is the, the, uh, the future going to be for us and how are we going to get there? It's us, it's the people, it's the humans that build that technology. So it's not going to take away from, um, from us as a, a community. We will still have those uh, very human-centred uh, emotions and connections that you won't necessarily get from technology. Technology will just make our lives a whole lot easier, which is easier. fantastic. Mm. It's not going to take away things that, that we as human beings can do. It, 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 technology can't do that. Yes, I, I absolutely, I, you know, we said we could talk for days, but honestly, yeah. I absolutely agree with you, um, Matthew, because, you know, sometimes you'd even notice people be at a restaurant, they'll be on their phones, and you think, oh, what about the human connection? How much more fulfilling would it be just to be able to acknowledge the people around you? And it's not only just within work, but also within our life as well, just really acknowledging, you know, other people around us, how important it is that we do, as you mentioned, like, we do need to feel motivated. We still have those emotions inside of us. And all the, you know, the creativity and all these innovations, they are from human minds. And so if we don't continue to feed those human minds, if we don't think about developing ourselves as well as human beings, you know, you think about the future as well. If you work on us, we can continue to make even more innovative solutions. A hundred percent. I'd love that. It's it's all about us. We, we've got these tools at our disposal. And I, I love that that restaurant analogy. I, yes. I've seen so many times where people are just looking down at their at their nose at at, at deep in, in their phones, and they they're just worried about what the next Instagram post is going to be and, and who they're connecting with. And nine times out of ten, I, I just feel like going up and and just lifting their chin a little bit and saying, hey. <laughs> Look at this wonderful world that you've got around you that you can be inspired by and yes. the people that are in it and the energy that you can get from it. That's that's the key. That's the I think that's the the the, the fundamental difference is the energy that you can get to be inspired and to to then go on and create even bigger and better things than to follow the mundane, to follow the herd, so to speak. It's all about knowing that energy feeling that energy and then consuming it to then producing your outputs, which will be um, wonderful for the, the world. Yeah, I love your energy, Matt. I, I <laughs> truly, truly love your energy. And so I wanted to ask you then, what about your dedication and your persistence? You know, where did that come from? And I can see that's been a great contribution to your success. I, I love the words dedication and persistence. My, my family usually say stubborn. <laughs> so dedication and persistence I prefer those words over stubborn um, yeah. I, I just I, I feel as though um, my want to, to be able to, to help others to be able to solve problems that people aren't necessarily looking up at they're, they're too you know stuck in, in where they are they're stuck in that mundane they're stuck in the day-to-day I, I want to try and lift people's heads and say, hey, there, there is so much more out there. And so by creating um, LAVO and, and what we do at LAVO is enabling a lot of that work where people will get stuck in the routine and the mundane to then go on and be creative because that's, that's my desire. My desire is 
I want people to be more creative. I want people to be focusing in on how to be more innovative and not stuck in the, the, the administrative work and the scheduling and all those you know, yucky bits and pieces, but they are essential. So yes. I want to take that pain away from people so they don't have to worry about that. And then I want them to focus on, uh, obviously, that, that creativeness. So that desire is where my, my persistence comes in. I, I just want to keep going and keep going until that happens. I've got a vision. I see greatness where people are, are creating wonderful things in the world um, through their transforming their business creating new solutions, uh, engaging with their, their community and with their customers. And, and I see that vision and I see it vividly. I see it in yeah. colour. I see it in energy. And I want to ensure that that happens. So my company is about facilitating that and enabling that. So ensuring that by having that and, and, and um, people are able to go off and be creative and be innovative, then... I know my vision will come true. So I want that vision to come true. And that's that's where my persistence and my determination comes from. And I, that is truly, truly, truly great advice. You know, so when people think, how do I get more dedicated? How do I, you know, get rid of procrastination? You need to have that strong desire. And yes. it needs to be definite. And I can see specifically, you know, you're so definite with your desire in terms of how you want to help and specifically yep. with your business as well. And so I think, you know, some people, they have a desire, but it's probably not strong enough. And that's why they, they can't dedicate themselves. They, they're they not persisting enough. But when you have it so burning, you know, within you, that you know that it can carry you in terms of your vision and your focus as well. And you mentioned so many great things there as well in terms of creativity, you know, innovative. And, you know, when you're creative, you will see things that we're not meant to do. You know, and I'm so passionate about that topic as well, like administration in 2020, we should be thinking about using, you know, our brain more and being more creative and allowing technology to facilitate the mundane things. Yep, absolutely. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't understand sometimes and, and look, I, I guess that's my uh, over-enthusiasm, <laughs> but with such great technology and, and, and great solutions that are out there at the moment that that we're still stuck doing a lot of paperwork, let's call it, a lot of that administrative stuff. There's so much that can be taken away from um, our energy and our desire yeah. that can then quell that. And, and then all of the great ideas get parked and put into a box somewhere and I'll, I'll deal with that another time but with all of the great technology that's out there let's let's focus let's harness that to do those mundane administrative type things so that we as humans our our key different differentiator in the world is that we have the ability to think and do and be creative we have mm -hmm. brains that that can yeah. uh, effectively design things that no other um, species on the planet can do. We, we have this ability to go beyond and create and engage with our community. And that's where creativity and innovation comes in. We need to light that firecracker under us and we need to be able to, to see that desire and feel that desire on a daily basis. If we only just see and think about it, it's lost opportunity. 
So whatever it is, have a go. That's that's the I, I know that's the the Aussie way is to have a go. Yes. That's our motto, um, and and I think that's that's sort of ingrained in me as well. Just giving it a go. Go for you, it. You never you never know. Just it, you may fail. You may fall flat on your face. That's okay. You gave it. That's a, you part of the journey. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's it's amazing. I know, um, and, and I get a lot of my. Uh, I know I call it stubbornness, but my persistence uh, comes from my parents, my mother in particular, bless yes. her cotton socks. She, <laughs> she is just one of those that she gets an idea and she runs with it. And, and to watch her, and I think watching her early on in my life, watching her with that desire and that, that, that drive, that, that persistence to want to, to create better things for her family, and to provide through going to work, um, providing for us, uh, uh, being able to to nurture uh, and and lead us as a family was completely inspirational. So a, a lot of that also comes from from my parents, uh, uh, mum and dad, but mum in particular. Watching her, she is just a tour de force. <laughs> That's so incredible to hear as well. And, you know, it was recently International Women's Day, so it's been incredible also to hear that you're, you know, having this tribute towards your mother because women also are a powerful force. And I know men are as well, but it's great to acknowledge, you know, other people in your life who've made such a big difference and also helped to shape us, you know, in terms of being the, being the example and being a great role model that you can take into your life. Yes. And it's it's all about empowering people. So once once people are empowered, and and I got that empowerment from my mother. So that's that's where I see her as a great leader. Um, she was able to empower me to be able to think, do, act, um, and and be the person that I am today. She would nurture me. Um, she wouldn't dictate you know what I had to do, what I what I had to be. The values she instilled. Um, were all about empowering me to be creative, to be innovative, and to think differently. Don't just think about the the mundane and the normal. Um, that needs to be done, and that can be taken care of. But just be different. Be be out there. Think about what's going and have a go. Those key elements. Mum just yeah. She she's one of those. She's one of those people that you know if if you met her. Um, you just know straight away she's that very strong-willed, strong-spirited woman. Um, yes. She, um, not to, to go off on too much of a tangent, but she was diagnosed with cancer a couple of years ago and she's had her chemo treatment and unfortunately it's come back again and she's going through the treatment again at the moment. But I, I just see in her... She's got the will to fight. She's just like, no. She's got nothing. it in her. Yep. She's not letting this get to her. She truly is one of those in inspirational people. I always feel as though she'll get cured from cancer. That's that's how powerful that she presents and how, how she is. But she also gets the strength from us as well. So it's, mm. it's not just her and, and her by herself, but what strength she gives to me is just, it's truly out of this world. Uh, I can hear it in your voice and I'm so inspired as well just to hear that people can fight things in their life. You know, they've got really great reasons and the right people surrounding them as well. And she's taught you in terms of pushing boundaries 
And so a lot of people, sometimes they're afraid, but you've been able to push so many boundaries, you know, because you've had the right people, such as your mother around you. That's truly, truly amazing. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's, it's the people that you surround yourself with. And it, it, it doesn't have to be from a business perspective. It's just, it's the friends that you you engage with and, and that you um, th that you connect with. It's it's role models that you see within the community. There's so many people out there that you can be inspired and that you can take lead from. And and when you take lead from them, you don't have to follow them uh, to the nth degree. You can take elements of what you see that inspires you to then create your own self and become your own leader. Yes, I love that. And we're all so unique. And so on that topic of successful leadership, talk to us about successful leadership in 2020. 2020, uh, look, the leadership has, has come a long way. Um, if, if we look the the early 20th century, it was very uh, management focused. It was very task oriented, um, metrics, uh, scoring uh, what what needed to be achieved, um, and then there was the evolution um, more through the 80s and 90s and, and early 2000s, where leadership was about inspiring people. So that that evolution um, brought about that whole human centered approach to leadership, and I see now in the um, the 2020s that leadership is is going that that further step it's becoming more empathetic to how we are which is so very important you would think that it was just a natural thing but not necessarily um but it's it, we we deal with people we need to understand people we need to know what makes them tick we need to know what um what makes them sad what makes them happy and how we can drive and inspire them. So it's being empathetic towards them. And it's not really uh, being so dictatorial or, or so uh, instructional in, in what the information is. We need to enable them and empower people to ensure that they can reach their potential and develop them, let them grow. Because once you have people that are under you that are growing, that's true leadership. If you have people under you that are just following and, and just conducting and, and filling out your instructions, they're not growing. They're not feeling enriched. And hence, that's where people tend to become static and, and just travel along in life and nothing's really happening. So you're not really leading people to grow and to become uh, different people, to become uh, much better people. So leadership in the 2020s is all about empathy and it's being human-centered. It's it's not yes. necessarily worried about the uh, the tasks that need to be done. It's all about the, focusing on the people because you've hired that person because they'll have a, a certain skill set or a certain knowledge base that you need to, to use. It's then bringing that person into the organization and, and inspiring them, cultivating their... their um, uh, their well-being, um, being empathetic to their needs, understanding what they need to do so that they continually grow and they will knock everything out of the ballpark. 
Yeah, you've give, you've given so many gold nuggets there, like so many. And I absolutely agree with you on so many levels when it comes to, you know, I've seen that change as well in the last few decades or so where people thought leadership could have been, you know, how it was it was just management. You were just told what you were doing. You wanted to speak up, but, you know, you could see there were people afraid. But now we were in a different stage. You know, you have to speak up. It's a must. You know, yes. you have to share your ideas. And there's a cost to business as well. I'm actually releasing a book, you know, sometime this year about your silence is killing your dreams. And it's really focused on businesses as well, where when people don't speak up, one, because they're afraid, sometimes they could be cut off in meetings as well. It actually costs the business a lot of money, Yeah. you know, because ideas are missed. People don't feel like they're valued. And you are so true when you talk about, you know, empathy, you know, People probably thought that emotions weren't as important, you know, in the business. You just had to be professional and, you know, I that's I sense that from my own experience. But I realise how much more empowered people are, how much more inspired they are when you truly, truly take into account their emotions, you know, because we are human beings as well. And now as we become more creative, if you can instill positive emotions within someone, you know, also having the right thoughts, they will actually perform so much better in the role too. And they can support the business and, you know, be even happier for clients as well. Yeah, it's it's providing that safe environment. The the, the book that you're um, bringing out this year, I I can't wait. I I, I wish it was out now. But, <laughs> but it, it's it's the perfect topic. Your silence is killing your ideas. That that to me is absolute gold. The reason I believe that that, that it's gold um, is on the basis that. If you do remain silent, there's one less idea that's getting out into the world. Mm-hmm. And there's so many opportunities for us to get those ideas out there. It's important that we all have our voice and have the, the safe environment to raise those ideas. And that's where leadership and having that empathy to be able to enable people to have their voice and to talk loudly, clearly, um, and, and articulate their ideas, we will then have a much better world. It's, it's not just about business. It's let's look at this globally. You can look at it from your tribes, through to your communities, through to your nations, through to the whole globe. That one less idea could probably help save somebody um, halfway around the world. So let's, let's get the ideas out there. Let's not be silent. Let's ensure that we get it out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, we're going to go to a very, very short break. Um, But when we come back, we are going to talk about defining success in business. A very, very interesting topic. So we'll be right back very soon. Surround yourself with people of the right character that also lift you to higher places. For your desire to translate into reality, you must also apply the Mastermind Principle. So join our Mastermind Alliance weekly online meetings. Register at www.lauraeribeiro.com forward slash mastermind. So that's www.lauraeiribeiro.com forward slash mastermind to discover more. Community in a spirit of perfect harmony is power. 
So hi everyone, welcome back. We are having such an amazing time here. You know, Matthew Rogan, his insights, his insights, you can use it for your life. You can use it for your business because they are truly profound. You know, and I love how he spoke about, you know, human-centered. While we're in the world today, you know, with so much technology around us, but you also need to keep in mind, who are your customers? Who are the people that you deal with? Who are the problems that you are solving for? Whilst it's businesses, who are the end, you know, clients? They're humans. So it's also important as we, you know, enter you know, the solutions and a lot of the strategy that we have for our businesses to also make sure that they're human-centered. And so along with that, Matthew, you know, how do you define success in business? It's a, that's a, uh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> success. Yeah. Lots of people are, to my way of thinking, lots of people get lost in success in being the mountain of money that they can make. Success is not about money. Success is about enrichment. If, if you look at, at some of the core elements and the fundamental elements of what success is, um, it's, it's being, um, rich and enriched so being enriched is very much about you as a person so you being satisfied and and beyond satisfaction as well it's it's about being uh, happy being uh, joyful having that that complete connectivity with the world and ensuring that your life is enriched so success from a business and this is where the tipping point comes in success from a business perspective is usually looked at from a a metrics perspective so we've got our kpis we've we've got all of these targets that we have to hit and if we don't hit these targets then um, we're doing a bad job that's very damaging from an individual's perspective from a a people perspective we we drive to um to, to help others we drive to to support um, and, and we're there also to drive for our own happiness and our own self-fulfillment uh, and, and our own satisfaction. So if we don't achieve that self-satisfaction and, and fulfillment, then we don't have success on an individual level. So if we don't have success on an individual level, you can't expect that on an organisation or a business level because you'll have all of these unsatisfied people. So That's- success needs to be a complete, almost tribal slash community type uh, uh, atmosphere to it. So success is, are you successfully spending time with your family as well as within the business? Do you have that work-life balance? Is the business there to facilitate your growth and your development? Are you getting the right level of uh, whether it's education, whether it's it's ongo- ongoing um, capability uplift, being able to stretch your your capabilities and, and trying new things and different things. All of these are success from an individual's perspective and need to fill into the business's perspective. Absolutely, businesses need to have certain levels of targets and so forth to be able to provide confidence back to the marketplace back to the shareholders but nine times out of ten if you have individuals who are self-fulfilled and and satisfied 
they have a, a, a happy, healthy um, relationship with their family, with their colleagues, with the community at large, they will perform 10 times better than somebody who is just going to work to fill out forms and hit a certain target. So success for me is very much identifying those targets from an organisational perspective, but ensuring that you have the people development and growth uh, elements to it as well. But I love how you also talked about the people and that's such a great example of being, you know, a true leader, you know, really caring for their people, making sure they're developing because when they're developing, when they're growing, they feel that sense of worth and they can give more to the business. You know, they can give more of themselves. They can use their creativity and they can be so much more innovative as well. And it just shows even with that response as well. I truly love it. It's That's <laughs> another way. That's you using your imagination where you've it's, been able to see something that not many people do see. Yes. It, it, it's the, the individuals that will drive your ability to hit targets. So if, if we don't focus on the individuals, then the targets just become one of those um, chopping blocks that you, know, it, you, you pass or fail. And, and, and if you fail, then um, you, you, you're very much sort of left out, out exposed and, um, and, and not in a position to, to be able to, to go on and further succeed, I do that in air quotations, from a business perspective. So it's important to ensure that your people have the right level of relationships, um, growth, nurturing. Leaders are the parents and I come back to the, the story that I was talking about uh, earlier with my mother, <clears throat> how she effectively nurtured me, how she was my leader. She, I, I was, her, in, in, in our family, we'll call that the business, mum was the leader yes. and, and I was the employee. And she was nurturing yes. and growing my abilities, growing my desire, my um, uh, ability to be creative so that's nurturing built me into what I am now. And if we think about that from a business perspective, if we're continually nurturing and continually developing and growing our people, you will fundamentally see a shift in how you are able to see the outputs, those KPIs that you're looking to achieve. They will take care of themselves because the people want to fulfill the almost the, the the gratitude back to the the leader for everything that they've been given they want to give back so by giving back they'll do more and more and it, it becomes a much better way of of achieving your metrics absolutely and so what advice could you give to you know other entrepreneurs as well or even some people who are thinking about opening their business mm -hmm. through the success that you've had yeah look i there's so many learnings that, that I've had on this this wonderful journey. Uh, there's been a lot of um, a lot of ups and downs. I, I think the, the the key piece of advice that I would like to give those that are thinking about uh, joining the entrepreneurial ranks, and I say, come with us. It, it can be fun. <laughs> um, it's it's a fun journey, but I, I do want to make sure that people feel that they have a level of resilience that failure will happen we, we can't deny that failure will happen but don't 
take that as a bad thing and don't take that as something that will stop you from achieving what you want to achieve because failure is just the way that we learn. And when we learn, we grow. Have you been able to just move on from failure and what kind of failures could you share so people really, really understand whether it was a, was it just a temporary defeat? Um, how did you put your way in terms of your thinking as well, how you were able to use your thinking to, to come above that failure? It's yeah, no, that's it's it's a wonderful topic, failure. I, I see failure is a negative word, or, or sorry, people perceive failure as a negative word. Failure is not a, a negative word, it is actually a positive word. Failure is the ability to learn something that didn't work previously. Edison tried, what was it, a thousand times? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Even even more. So he he went many, many times and he had lots of failures. But guess what? His persistence to be able to get his idea out there gave us electricity effectively. One Mm -hmm. of the the fundamental uh, wonders of the the modern age. So it's it's these things that failure is not... People need to to understand and accept that failure is not a negative word. It is actually, to my way of thinking, it's a positive word. Let's fail, but the key is let's fail fast. The faster you fail, the faster you learn, the faster you grow. So it's give an example. Yeah, absolutely. So um, from my perspective, uh, one big failure was our business was very software centric, very product related. Um, I had this wonderful idea that I was going to save the world from all of their um, projects and and programs of works and so forth. And and fundamentally, uh, we were just selling the platform. And everyone was just saying, you're just another project management tool. And I was thinking to myself, no, no, we're not. We're, we're much more than that. But the messaging wasn't resonating and it wasn't breaking through. So it wasn't until it was actually my sister who um, came up with this idea and we're, we're nurturing it at the moment. And it's been very, very successful. Um, she said, well, what you need to do is you need to demonstrate to people. You need to be able to show them. So the way that you show them is that you go into their business and provide services to them. And those mm-hmm. services, off the back of that service, you provide the platform to say, this is how you then track what those key activities and what those key um, strategies are that you've developed through the services. That was just like a, a bolt of lightning. So it was a failure on my behalf. And it was the creativity and the innovation of my sister looking out, looking in, um, she was able to say, you, you just need to be able to, to show people uh, and demonstrate it to them. So we changed our business model very, very quickly after that, that lightning um, light bulb moment. That's flashing, yes. Um, yeah, it was, it was just, and it, and it made so much sense. When she was talking about, it, and, and it, it, there's so much I could say on this, my sister almost had that silence about her idea. It, it almost felt as though she didn't want to say it because she didn't want to hurt my feelings. Yeah. And she said that up front. She said, look, I, 
I know you've been working hard on this business and I don't want to, to hurt your feelings on this. And, and I said to her, no, I'm, I'm happy for any idea. Throw, throw anything at me. Let's, let's, let's spitball this. And that's when she came up with that idea. And I've just gone, that's, that's enormous. That's, that's groundbreaking. That, that's what I need. But I was too stuck in the, mm-hmm. the solution that I had created and the path that I was taking. Um, but I had the, per- the, the person, which was my sister, who was there to encourage and to sort of open up my thinking as well and almost um, uh, give me that shake and, and say, yes. hey, it, it's not all just about this. Look, open up your eyes. Come back to that analogy that I was talking about before about the racehorse. Take off those blinkers. Look around. And she was the one who was able to provide that to me. So I'm, I'm forever grateful and thankful to her for that. But more importantly, I, I hope and I believe I have given her permission to be able to just raise that. Don't be silent in, in, her, in your ideas going forward because your ideas are fantastic. Yes, that's so amazing. So it was amazing on so many levels in terms of what you've just said. One, you know, having a supportive person around you who truly cares about you um, but also gives you the truth the truth to be better, you know, the truth to do better. And so that's, it's amazing when you have people like that in your life, make sure you keep them, you treasure them. And, you know, they, they make a difference in your life. And so what do you think about fear of criticism then? You know, have you had, has that held you back or you've seen it, um, you know, has it held some people in your life where you've seen that's been holding them back? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, the, the fear of criticism is crippling. I, I knew it early on I, when I started with uh, posting on, on social media, uh, getting out into to meeting potential new customers. I, I had that fear of people could criticize me. People could could say something negative and, and what do I do with that? It, you know, and it was it was almost crippling to a point where. Um, I, I was almost afraid to take that step and, and almost afraid to, to want to go. Um, and and a, another mentor of mine who I used to work with uh, quite a while ago, um, he just, he looked me straight in the eye when we were having coffee one day. He said, Matt, if you don't take that step, it will never happen and you'll always die wondering. And he said, you know what happens when people die wondering? They will be crippled for the rest of their life. Yes. So don't be crippled. Don't be um, stuck, have barriers. Um, don't worry. Your first, he actually said, your first couple of posts will suck. They'll probably be horrible. But you know what? And it comes back to that failure. Once you, 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 you fail, once you start to learn and grow from that, you will get better and you'll get better, and you'll get better. You'll be stronger, and you'll be more creative, more innovative, and you'll gain confidence from that. And that confidence will be able to take you and drive you to where you want to achieve. So that that conversa- that coffee conversation was so poignant at the time where I was sort of stuck and, and not sure, you know, do I do this social media thing? Do I, uh, you know, how do I, I catch up with customers? I'm not a salesperson. How do I, I, I greet somebody? How do I do these things? But that mentor just said, just do it. 
you will learn, people will tell you and give you advice along the way. Um, just go out there and do it. And the more advice that you get will enable you to construct your path. So, you know, having the right person around you, having the right people around you. So that's another great example where you felt stuck. And then, you know, sometimes people, you know, such as a mentor, they probably knew this is what you had to do. They could see it, you know, probably the thought, you know, the thought vibrations that we can have. And you've been able to break past that. And, you know, you can see the success that you've had as well in terms of the clients that you've connected with on social media as well. And today we have to use social media. It's like a yep. new form of communication. Exactly. It's it's that it's that barrier that you've got to break through to be able to, to understand what it is that you need to use. Like social media, it's become such a, uh, an important element within our lives. Uh, being able to, to break through that barrier and just being confident in who you are, what you know and what you can do. Having that confidence and, and almost taking that superhero stance, just going, you know what, I can do this. Taking that stance and going out and doing it will enable you to get the confidence and drive what it is that you're wanting to achieve. That's so true. You know, I had a message uh, just a couple of days ago about someone asking me, as you know, I do a lot of presentations, and she, she saw one of my uh, keynotes and she said, Laura, I need you. I need you. You're such an inspiring person. And I thought, wow, that was very, very um, humbling to hear. And then so when I received a message a couple of days ago and she said to me, Laura, I need some advice, you know, I'm going to be presenting and I just need some advice about public speaking and exactly, exactly what you've just said is, you know, the first two thoughts in my mind, I just thought, one, she needs to believe in herself, she needs to have confidence and she already has, she already knows what she's going to talk about, but it starts with having that confidence and also not fearing, you know, because the first thing, if it pops into your mind that you're afraid of what other people think, then that could really hold you back. But yep. if you're confident, like you just said, and you're not afraid, you can give so much more because you know what you're good at. Yes, exactly. Everybody knows their strengths. Everybody knows their weaknesses. Play to your strengths, and that's where you get your confidence from. Just uh, uh, something that I just thought of, I'm travelling to South Africa uh, coming up in the next couple of days, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, I actually have somewhat a fear of flying but that doesn't stop you have me. a fear of flying <laughs> yep that, yeah <laughs> I, I when i'm on the plane i hear noises and I, what's that what, what was that bell what's and it, it's just people uh, trying to get the attention of the the stewards but i i also think oh, you know are, are the wheels uh, falling off what's what's happening i i just have i have this innate fear of flying that I think it's because of the lack of control. I, I can't fly and, and obviously I can't take control if, if the plane starts to, to nosedive. So the interesting thing is that doesn't stop me. I have travelled so much in my life. Yes, I've that's what I've noticed. Europe, yeah. yeah, Europe, North America, going over to South Africa, I've been to Asia. I've been so many places, but I don't let that fear of flying stop me. I get the confidence and, and I keep building on the confidence of, I know I've done it before. I know I've successfully done it before. I know that these are, are things that I'm uh, worried about, but I'm becoming less and less worried about them because I've got that confidence in what I've done in the past. And then also that desire to travel. 
Yes. Yes. I love travelling. I love going to, to, to new places, meeting new people, seeing new cultures. Oh, I travel is just it's so high on my um, my wish list. I, I'd love to go to to every single country in the in the world. Hopefully I will get there at one stage. <laughs> What's your favorite place so far and why? There's, there's too many. I've, I've got a couple of favourite places, and, and I know you, you asked for one, but <laughs> New York is one favourite place, just because I, I love the, the thriving, um, pumping metropolis. I, I just love that hustle and bustle, the, the different, um, uh, different spaces and different areas. You could be uh, down in, in Wall Street, uh, you could be uptown, you could be in the museums. Uh, th- there's just so much to, to see and do. And um, uh, Vienna. Vienna mm. is just, in, uh, it's so good. It's so beautiful, clean, pristine. It's got so much history. The architecture is just so ornate and so beautiful. Um, going going to see a ballet or, or going to um, uh, see a, an orchestra in, in full flight sometimes sounds lame but to see it in you know almost the birthplace of of where um all of these great creative arts come from it's just something something to behold yeah Mm. it's beautiful the whole experience being there and sensing you know just the performance truly truly beautiful yeah yeah (laughs) funny story and i'll keep it very quick um i traveled to russia back in 2000 and I went to see the Nutcracker Suite by the, the Russian Ballet, which was just, uh, for me, was, was just like, this is beyond all dreams to, to see the Russian Ballet in Russia and doing the Nutcracker Suite. And funnily enough, I was that exhausted from traveling. For the last 10 minutes, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And my that sister happens. was there as well. It, do, it does. It's happened I, to I, me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was in, I remember, I'm not sure it was a show and I was traveling to Ireland, literally probably halfway, I just fell asleep, you know, the time, the difference in time and then jet lag, everything. So I completely understand. <laughs> and yeah, I, I missed the last 10 minutes, but I've seen the Nutcracker before, so I knew how it ended. <laughs> but, um, but it was just, it was that whole experience of being in a different country Seeing seeing the creative arts in in action is just it's something to behold. Yeah, it truly, truly, truly is, and it enriches you as a person has greater respect, you know, for different cultures, and and you probably realise that sometimes there is no right and wrong because in certain cultures it's acceptable, and in others it isn't. So you realise how much more, you know, you need to respect one another. Um, you know, I'm. I'm currently in North Brazil and people just love to hug, you know, yeah. just, just come running and they'll just hug me. And I just know probably in some other countries, it's a bit odd just to, you know, the first time you meet someone, you hug them, but that's all about really understanding different cultures, having their respect. And, you know, as you said as well, it's just so much fun, you know, going yeah. to new places and learning about new things and understanding, you know, what drives people as well. I, I think Early on in my life, and, and I think a lot of people would probably be the same, I was somewhat judgmental. I would say, you know, why is that person doing that? That's, that's wrong. That's terrible. But the one thing that's helped me 
um, take away that, that complete judgment is travel, going mm-hmm. to those different cultures, experiencing things in the native um, places and going, okay, I see now, I, I understand why people do that. So I, I'm not judgmental. People do what they do because it's their culture, it's their heritage, it's their family traits. It, there's, there's so much to what people do that I, I've become less and less judgmental over time. And, and I think it's because of that travel. Mm, it truly, truly changes you in so many ways. And, you know, we've had such a great time. We could talk forever. We but we've <laughs> <laughs> just got a couple of minutes left. And I had a very, very profound question that I have for you because this will help so many other leaders, so many other CEOs who are, you know, they feel they're busy, you know, in terms of time as well. They're dedicating so much time to their business, um, they're traveling. But the most important thing, as we said, you know, when you when it's when you're rich, it's not just rich in terms of money, but all other aspects in your life. And so, you know, I love I keep reminding people that health is wealth. So how do you make sure that you're healthy so you can perform your best? I, I, I'm i quite adverse to, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm quite um, natural to be able to understand how my body operates. So I, I know when I'm low in energy and I don't go for the quick energy boost. So you know, sugary things, I, I don't necessarily go for that straight away. Um, so I'm, I'm very in tune with what my body is doing and telling me on what I need. Um, but I remember, I remember that chocolate is one of your favourite desserts. It is. <laughs> it, it is Toblerone. Oh my gosh! Honestly, I I yeah. probably sit and eat a mountain of Toblerone. <laughs> yeah. So it is difficult. <laughs> and that's but, where you can overcome that, you know, with your strength and your mindset. It's, Exactly. So it's it's about getting into other uh, more healthy routines. So from my way of, of, of looking at it, a lot of people say, I haven't got time to do um, exercise. I haven't got time to prepare meals. I haven't got time. And, and I completely understand and, and I get it. I know exactly where you're coming from. But I change things up. I think differently about how I can get the exercise and the nutrition that I need to ensure that my body gets the right level of, um, of nutrients. So for example, if I'm going to a meeting, rather than driving somewhere, and it, it's close by, rather than driving somewhere or catching a bus or catching an Uber, I'll walk there. So mm-hmm. there's some exercise that I'm getting in. It doesn't have to be, I have to go to the gym, I have to you know, do these structured things, you can change up the way that you um, conduct your your uh, your activities on a daily basis. Um, gym is great if you can afford it, if you can uh, afford it from a money and from a time perspective, go for it. But there are other cheaper, and I do that in air quotation, uh, cheaper ways of doing it is by ensuring that I have the right mindset to go, you know what? That's only a 20-minute walk away. Rather than getting an Uber, I'm going to allow myself, or you're in a bus, <clears throat> I'm going to allow myself to walk that distance to get that exercise in. And similar with uh, food, a lot of people sort of go, oh, I haven't got the time to prepare and, and, I, and I need to 
um, to cook things and prepare and, and do whatever, you can still buy healthy alternatives out. It doesn't have to be from the fast, fast food takeaways. There are still very good nutritionist, uh, nutritional uh, food outlets that are available. And it's a matter of understanding what those nutritional food elements are, and what you're looking for. Don't go for the greasy chips and burgers and things. Look for the, the, the greener salads. Um, look for, for other other alternatives that you can still get the nutrition into your body and the exercise that you need to do, but don't necessarily look at it from an overly structured perspective. Just think differently in how you're able to do that because then you're able to stay sharp of mind because if you don't get the right nutrition, if you don't get the right level of exercise, you're not getting your body um, the right nutrients, you're not getting the blood pumping and flowing, and then your your brain will become stagnant and the That's... brain needs blood to pump. Absolutely. I notice when I go for a run in the morning, as soon as I come back, I feel like I'm so much more alert and, you know, more creative as well. And even within – and, you know, I really loved how you also talked about – you know, habits, also being mindful as well and understanding that there are options and not going for a default. So just like with technology and everything like that, how we can program that, but we can also program ourselves, you know, yes. program how we use our time, program in terms of, you know, what we eat as well and having in mind that there are more healthier options out there. You know, yes. one, it's also good for our body, but also for our mind as well because when you are at your best, you can also give more. You know, you feel better and you feel so much more confident as well. Exactly. And it's it's that clarity of mind which exercise and nutrition gives the body. That's that's what the body craves. The body craves the the, the right levels of nutrition and exercise to be able to just standardly function. Um, so to, to continue to function um, at our premium by getting that regular exercise, like I, I walk to client sites. Uh, as opposed to catching a bus. I'll do that. Yes. I'll walk there and I'll walk back because it's close enough. It's a half an hour walk there and a half an hour walk back. If I was to get an Uber or a bus or some other form of transportation, it takes roughly the same amount of time to wait for the, the transportation to arrive, to then um, come here. It takes about the same amount of time, but I'm actually getting a much better uh, 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 nutritional and exercise hit by walking to and from that place. Absolutely. And you're probably getting bright ideas as you're walking there and also walking back. You know, you've got your time to also rest um, in terms of your mind, even after the meeting, going over, you know, what you went through in terms of the actual strategy and, you know, just some more new ideas as well. It's And it's because it's a different environment. So you, you generally... Uh, locked in a, an office or locked in an office environment. You're talking uh, with your colleagues or customers, um, but then walking home in a different environment, in the fresh air, looking at nature, looking at how other people are, are operating, it switches your brain. It switches your brain to think differently. And by thinking differently, you can actually come up with more creative, to, to your point earlier, more creative ways of looking at potential problems that, that had come up. You're able to then hone in on what could be different, what could be better. Um, and then, you yeah, the sky's the limit. <laughs> 
Wow, wow. So many, so many great, you know, in terms of pieces of advice that people can apply and it also can help them think as well. So, Matt, I just want to thank you so much, you know, for sharing your ideas, for sharing, you know, your experience and also the people that have, that have made such an impact in your life. So I want to thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You've been such a fantastic guest and I'm so looking forward, you know, for everyone else as well, you know, to be able to listen, to be, to be able to also think and how they can apply to their business, all of the great foundational, you know, insights that you've been able to give. And I'd, I'd love to, to thank you for the opportunity to be on this podcast is, is a very humbling experience for me. I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. This has been an absolute wonderful conversation. And, and as you said earlier, we could talk for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure people will probably tune off by the time they listen. No, to they me. wouldn't. They wouldn't. They're probably like, when is the next episode, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. No, you've no, been amazing. Been- yeah, no, it's been a wonderful, thank you very much. It's been a wonderful chat. I love everything that you do and I'm looking forward to the, the book coming up later this year and more podcasts. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned, everyone. And, you know, make sure you follow um, Matt. So it's Matthew Rogan on LinkedIn. Uh, he's a fantastic person. You would love his stuff um, in terms of all the updates that he shares every single day, daily dose. You truly, truly love it. He gives so much value to everyone in terms of from a business perspective. And it also makes you think. And that's what I truly, truly love. That's what we need to do. Just like we need to exercise, we also need to exercise our mind. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matthew. You're most welcome. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> What you think about, you bring about. But just make sure you also speak it out. Don't allow your silence to kill your dreams. Make it happen and know the universe is on your side, especially when you know exactly what it is you want. If you put your focus, energy and positive thoughts on what you desire, you'd see the abundant opportunities come your way. Whatever it is, if you have that burning desire, It's as if it was meant to be. You feel it in your heart and it moves you to action. The universe gives you what your heart desires. Speak your dreams, speak it out and do not silence your dreams. Keep your voice and visions alive. For pre-orders of my book, Your Silence is Killing Your Dreams, register on my website www.com lauraerivero.com and I'm sure to keep you updated on the release.